0: Hello everybody, Shavua Tov, and welcome to Parashat Noah. As someone training to become a doctor, I've always been fascinated with Eastern medicine and how it differs from the medicine that we practice here in the West. Traditional Chinese doctors are known to go into places, and before they even look at the patient, what they do is, they diagnose a person's household conditions based on the balance of what they call yin and yang, what we know As chaos and order. So you walk into a house and this is easy to do. Immediately, hey, there's too much chaos. You can detect that in no time flat. Everything is out of order and chaotic. You don't even want to be there. You certainly don't want to open the refrigerator, that's for sure. There are things that should have been done years ago everywhere. You yourself can't even walk in there and maintain your health, let alone can the patient do so. As soon as you walk in there, you're sicker than you were when you were outside. That's one sort of place. Another sort of place is you go in and you look at the living room and the person has just vacuumed the living room rug. The lines that were vacuumed are parallel to one another and all the furniture is covered in plastic. You sit on the couch and you hear a squeak. You go to get a glass of water. And just as you're going to set down that glass of water on the coffee table, the person rushes over and puts a coaster underneath it. Everything in that house says to you that it would be a lot more perfect than that house if you were either not there or dead. That's the message that the whole house is blasting at you. If you happen to live there, you're going to be sick. What you're going to be sick from is too much order. And in the other house, you're going to be sick from something else you're gonna be sick from too much chaos so in order to properly navigate our world both internal and external say these chinese doctors we need to be able to balance order and chaos yin and yang according to jordan peterson this is what it means to be a hero to be a truly righteous person a true sadiq in his mind, is someone who stands at the boundary of order and chaos and makes more and more inroads into the chaos, finding the proper balance that's necessary for their unique situation. And interestingly, the only character in the entire Torah to be called a sadiq is Noah. Even before receiving Neb'la from God, Noah maintains a level of righteousness among his neighbors that was unheard of in his day and age. He is a fortress of order in a world that's overrun with chaos. And so the Pasuk reads: Noach, ish saddiq, haya Noah Ish Tamim Bedorotav Noah was a complete Sadiq, a wholesome Sadiq in his generations, and he walked with God. Famously claims one opinion in the Midrash: Noah was a Sadiq in his generations, Bedorotav. But if he were alive in the time period of Abraham Avinu, his righteousness would pale in comparison. And the reasoning behind this view is actually striking. On the one hand, we see a figure like Abraham Avinu, who when he finds out that Sedom is going to be destroyed, he goes to heroic lengths to save the city. He puts himself on the line. He argues, maybe there's even just 10 bet hocha'ir. Maybe there's just 10 righteous people in the midst of the city. So in Abraham's view, he's giving us a glimpse into his opinion. This is what it takes to live heroically. To be a Sadiq Betocha'i, you fundamentally need to be involved in the midst of the city. And on the other hand, we see Noah, who even though he's a tremendously righteous person, he seems to have nothing to do with the people around him. He's just a Sadiq Tamim. He's a simple Sadiq. But let me ask you a question. If the Torah really had the goal of an outright criticism of Noah, then why the effusive praise from the text? Why portray Noah as a total sadiq, The only individual to bear this title in the whole Torah. The one who walked with God. Which, by the way, is the exact same injunction of true excellence that was given to Abraham Avinu before Brit Milah, before the covenant with God. God tells him, He tamim. Walk in front of me and be tamim. Both of which are said about Noah in that first pasuk. So how could you say that they're so different? And why would God even decide to make a full-blown covenant with Noah if Noah was the selfish person who really only cared about himself? I think the answer can be found in the De'ot from Bam in chapter 6. It says hanabam in his great wisdom and his golden tongue that because a person is influenced by his or her environment so profoundly, one must always cling to the Sadiqim and stay away from the wicked people of the city. And if a person finds himself in a city of evildoers, he must relocate to a place of righteous individuals. And here's the kicker. If a person cannot travel due to illness or war, he's obligated to isolate himself and to live in seclusion. And if the people of the town are so pushy that they don't leave him alone unless he assimilates with them, he should go forth and dwell in caves, on cliffs, or even in the desert. So great is the influence of our environments. All of a sudden, our story becomes so much more clear. Abraham Avinu had the luxury of living at a safe distance from evil. So he was able to not only maintain the order in his own household, but to dare heroically into that chaos, fighting for the people of Saddam. Noah, on the other hand, was totally surrounded. Noah was basically living in Sodom. He had no choice but to double down on the order within his own home, on the yang, his own personal righteousness. And I think the text says exactly this. Noah is a Sadiq Tamim while Abraham is a Sadiq Betochair. A Sadiq Tamim is a Sadiq who, as Jordan Peterson states in his sixth rule out of his 12 rules for life, this is a person who sets his own house in order before trying to fix the world. And you know something? Both men were exactly what God wanted them to be in their unique epochs. The era of Noah was totally different from the era of Abraham different times call for different measures so that's precisely why the Torah goes out of its way to tell us not only that Noah was a saddiq but that he was a saddiq this is very purposeful by the Torah because Noah was a man who was able to tailor his actions to his unique time and circumstances to his specific generations So let me leave you with this. What does it really mean to be a sadiq? What does it mean for an individual to heed the call of God? And what does it mean to be able to enter into a covenant with God? The answer says the Torah is really all about balance. The balance of order and chaos, yin and yang. The balance of internal righteousness and external righteousness. In Noah and Abraham, we have two equally valid forms. Of living in the world two models of living righteously depending on the circumstances sometimes the world is just safe enough to make an influence on others sometimes a specific situation or certain people in our lives are malleable and capable of growing alongside us but sometimes things are so chaotic that the only righteous option is to look inward and to pull away from that chaos in order to maintain proper balance within yourself. And the choice of what kind of sadiq to be? Well, that's uniquely up to you and how you read the situation. Parashat Noah stands for us as a timeless testament, as does Chinese medicine, to the importance of being balanced in your righteousness. Because the fate of the world, at least your world, literally hangs in the balance. Thank you very much, and Shavua tov.